Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's another Sunday edition of the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast. Justin Cuthbert and Julian McKenzie to recap what was a successful All-Star weekend for the NHL in Las Vegas. I, Julian, I'm trying to convince dude. you with the sound. With the pitch of my voice, I'm trying to c- convince you here. I think it was okay, man. I think it was yeah. actually okay. How about you? I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it could be worse. I mean, they they tried to play up the Vegas factor with uh, some of the games that they had with uh, the Fountain game at the Bellagio, uh, the 21 and 22. I, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I have a few quibbles that we can get into. Uh, I guess the most notable of them, I, I tweeted that out there. We do not need offside review in the actual All-Star game. There's no need for it. It happened like three times. It's absolutely ridiculous. But other than that, like, it was okay. I guess it was fine. See, yesterday was the first time, uh, yesterday being Saturday, that was like the first time I sat through and watched an entire NHL All-Star game in like years or maybe even ever. I can't even remember the last time it happened, but like it was, it was, it was fine. It was okay. But again, I have, I have a few quibbles we can get into. So you and I were together on this. We kind of watched it, I think, because we had to or because we realized we we're going to have to talk about it today. Uh, and you yes. probably talk about it throughout the week and I'll talk about it probably throughout the week. Eh. Maybe we'll just leave it out here for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have like anything to go off of because I've been avoiding this event ever since I've had the opportunity to. Ha- like I went to I went to All-Stars ago in San Jose. I think it was two. Like, yeah, so it was, it was like pre-pandemic you went, I think. So that was like completely different, though. Like you're covering it as completely different. You're 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 working. You're not really covering like what happens. I remember writing about Sidney Crosby. I don't know if he won the MVP. But I wrote like a story about him sort of loosely related to what happened at the All-Star break. But that's beyond the point. It's when you're at the event, you're not really like worried about how it translates to TV. So we'll, we'll put it that way. So it's the first time I felt like I've watched it on TV in a very long time and actually like cared about what might happen. And I think you're right. There were some good things. There were some bad things. Uh, and we can go through them all. But I will give a brief recap. Um, Metropolitan Division won the All-Star game, whatever that means couple hundred thousand dollars each i think uh victor hadman won the hardest shot jordan Cairo upset Connor mcdavid for fastest skater sebastian aho won this accuracy shooting jack campbell and andre vasilevsky had the save streak which was i thought the worst event uh zach Warinsky won the fountain face-off which you alluded to earlier and in that vein joe pavelski won the 21 in 22 challenge uh did you have a favorite skills competition i don't i don't 
know if you were as dialed in on the skills, but was there something that stood out for you on Friday night before we go to Saturday? Um, so I didn't pay attention as much in depth to the skills competition compared to the actual all-star game. But the biggest thing that stands out to me, you were going through all the different names for all the different competitions. And you didn't mention the guy who probably has the most enduring image of that entire competition and somehow didn't win his event, the breakaway challenge. And it's, I didn't it's even a mention damn shit. Petrangelo because of yeah. what you're going to say right now. <laughs> Trevor Zegrish was damn robbed. He, this mm. dude found a way to pull off something incredible in the competition and didn't win. Like I, I like these events, we, we see them live on Twitter. Like we'll, we'll see them clipped and people will share them. And they'll go viral and whatever. And then obviously Trevor Zegers, people wilded out over that. As someone who did not watch the all-star competition night in full depth, in full in-depth, I still don't, I haven't seen anything of, of Alex Petrangelo's attempt. Uh, truthfully as we talk to. right now honestly it was the worst it was the worst part of the entire weekend for me i thought it was but why it did was he win so cringe it was so cringe man but why did he win he was, then well john ham so john ham is one of the judges there yes. was uh darren waller was a judge i'm not going to be able to rhyme off all of them but darren waller was there john ham was there mark messier among the notable ones there and john ham was making it about he was hamming it up he was being john ham he was making it about john ham and he gave Petrangelo a 19. He held up a 1 and a 9. Or, yeah, a 1 and a 9. I was going to say the 10. He, like, cut off the 10. But a 1 and a 9. That was available to him. Uh, to make it 19. To give him the victory. And he said it was because he helped the St. Louis Blues, who he's a fan of. I swear win, to God. Win the Stanley Cup in 2019. So, oh. uh, John Hamm ruined <laughs> an all-star moment for Trevor Zegras by himself. And that was, like, one of... Like, there were some really good elements of this. We're going to get into Zegris in a second. But there were also, like, little things that kind of, like, took away from what could have been really good. Like, you mentioned the offside review. The games were actually pretty good. They were the good. The games were actually decent. And then they stopped the game to have offside review to, you know, break out the, the film so that they could figure out if Nazem Kadri was a millimeter offside. Like, that's so unnecessary unless you're being, like, self-deprecating about it, which the NHL, of course, cannot capture that tone. But... Um, yeah, there was just a little thing wrong with everything. And Trevor Zegris provided the moment of all-star weekend. And we're going to, we discussed how you got to get him there and they did get him there. They figured that out. They figured that piece out. He should have been the game. Yes. Anyway, Cause you see some of that stuff in the game. Why wouldn't you want to do that? But Trevor Zegris had one shot, one moment to like do this incredible thing. I don't know if he was really blindfolded or not. If you could really see, I don't know, but he had one opportunity to do this and he provided maybe the greatest all-star highlight ever like how could you it was the perfect highlight there was Dude. like the dodgeballs were late to get to him but like they were floating in the air while he was doing this and the goaltender i want to give him credit too wyatt russell i think his name is yeah, yeah Wyatt he russell like, like i'm not gonna say he could have stopped it but he played that perfectly to make it look good and like he gave uh trevor zegris that piece in the net to hit Zegers executed it perfectly. It was absolutely stunning to watch. The perfect highlight that will live on forever. And yet you don't have him celebrating because John Hamm tried to make it about himself. And Petrangelo's attempt in that was the cringiest moment of the entire weekend. Like it was so, so bad and so embarrassing. And it was such a good event up until that point. 
and they completely ruined it. I never watched Mad Men, but like I've never wanted to root against John Hamm so badly. How dare you put yourself into all of this? Also, I get it. We're going off on an all-star competition that doesn't really matter. But in the interest of having fun and making it like a fun event, what are you doing? No. I I, I probably will never see the Alex Petrangelo attempt, whatever it was. But like the only thing that Trevor Zegers was really missing in his attempt is like a wrench because dodgeball has shown us the movie. If yeah. you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. But that's just me being extremely nitpicky. It was cool. It was fun. Trevor Zegers, whether he likes it or not, is like the face of the NHL that we want, which is super fun, super skilled, and not taking itself so seriously. And there are people, whether they work for the league or people like John Hamm, who will find ways to take away from it. In fact, you could really say that John Hamm putting up the 1-9 for Alex Petrangelo is like perfect symbolism or like a microcosm of the struggle that the NHL has in terms of letting the young players that are really cool that we want to see win not getting their shine because the old guard uh, what's tried and true in the leagues always stands the test of time like it's just you could argue there's a case that John Ham's actions are reflective of what the NHL is it really I mean it's 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 uh you know they don't have many options right like they roll John Ham out any chance they get because he's a big name who likes hockey like that's really what it comes down to and there were other cool things like getting Darren Waller there was cool Derek Carr was a part of that event like a lot of that event was really, really fun. Like I want to give the people who who participate in that all the credit in the world. Kaprizov, like it wasn't perfect. If they could do it again, they probably would because he like blew past the guy who was trying to interview him. But yeah. paying homage to Ovi, doing the stick thing, like that was like a great little. I like that. Was that. A great part of the event. And Jack Hughes, I want to give him credit as well. He might have been in my MVP of the entire weekend. What he did with the magic trick and like working with people to make sure that they do something cool. The Jack Hughes thing was awesome. It was awesome. Stick the throw, the stick throw into the, into the, the seats with mini Jack. Like it was so, so good. And Zegris again, unbelievable. Everything about that was just phenomenal. The fact that he did it in that pressure moment and came up with that highlight phenomenal. But then you bring in a guy like Petrangelo who has no personality at all, has like <laughs> wires on his jersey. You don't even know what he's trying to do. You don't see the wires. You see the drum band come out after he had this initial attempt that was like, didn't stick at all. It was like, what, what was that? And then all of a sudden he wins because he came in, did nothing on his breakaway except skate through a drum line with Vegas and he won the event. I mean... Are- are we gonna I look know back they wanted at that? a Vegas they wanted a Vegas guy there they wanted a Vegas guy to win I guess but like you were so close to having a really really perfect execution of something that you cannot have you haven't been able to done ever historically this has been the one thing and they ruined it it was amazing oh it, it, are we gonna look back at that whatever Alex Petrangelo did as the worst moment in NHL all-star history it was terrible it was like I, 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 I think felt bad for him. What's that like? Uh, what's that when you feel bad for someone? You're watching someone do something, and you have like I don't know if it's guilt. What is it? I don't know what the right word is. 
but like yeah. i felt embarrassed for him i was like oh my god dude this is the worst thing ever i just it's like a car crash you can't look away second-hand from secondhand embarrassment is what it is yeah i couldn't it was second-hand so embarrassment i'm so i'm so uh envious of the fact that you didn't watch that live and don't have to do <laughs> so bad like i forget i so i forget what i was doing that night i think i was um i was like hanging out with my sister just like talking hanging out and just like just playing video games and stuff and i was like checking my phone and i saw the zegris thing i'm like okay like this is awesome this is probably for the breakaway challenge like he had to have won and then when i saw that like he didn't win i was just like how like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense and i and and the fact that i never got to see online what alex petrangelo did like that doesn't make sense like for casual people who wanted to follow this and maybe didn't even watch it like Imagine explaining to someone that Trevor Zegers did what he did and he didn't win. Like that's, I guess that's the biggest blemish, I guess. That's, uh, that's probably a little bit bigger than, than the offside reviews, I guess. But like, oh, actually, there's one other thing. The second thing that I think is really weird, and I texted you about this. I think having the All-Star game in Vegas at noon their time is a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. It is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. And not the even just semi? for... Cool. Yo. <laughs> a lot of yawns. The Pacific the... team was hurting. Pacific team. I, I don't blame them. That's it. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever played hockey hungover. Like, I've played in tournaments where you just like, you know, it's a weekend thing. It's fun. And Saturday night's big. And playing the next day on Sunday is really, really difficult. Like, it's really hard. And I can see no why way. that would be it, but it should have been an issue for everyone. Like, again, I'm all for get these guys partying as much as possible. That's how you're going to see them loosen up and like laugh at themselves. And that's something like, that's something you can do when you're hungover. You can laugh at yourself. And that's one thing that these guys just refuse to do. So I, I, I it probably shouldn't have been played at noon. Give them a little bit more time to get there together. Um, but the hockey was actually okay. And you could tell which team, the Metro, maybe didn't party as hard and maybe you know, wanted to actually win. Like the Metro team was actually really good and executed. They were like playing defense. It was, it was much different than how the Pacific division uh, approached things. Oh God. I, I, at one point I was saying Kevin BX said he did to join the Pacific division and help them out as like an extra, extra skater. They were just heavy legged and just yeah. not really able to defend all that. Well, there was like one play, I forget who did it, but like Leon Drysdale, another guy, like, I know you're not really supposed to play defense, but like just standing there letting a guy blow by you is just like you gotta at least like you know play a little bit of defense at least look like you're trying at least look like you're not you know going through it but just seeing the players yawn before the game i was like all right like some of these guys are in it also seeing Connor mcdavid stroll getting introduced and his face he just looks so distraught like i I mean i get that the games ended up being good but how does it how like it can't be that good of a feeling if you're trying to watch the all-star game and you're trying to have fun, but some of the players look like they could not like, they look like they're going through it or they look like they could just, they just want to get this over with. And Connor kind of looked like that. That feels like all weekend Connor McDavid kind of treated this whole weekend as like, you know, maybe it is, this, this is obviously me just like adding to whatever internal monologue he has, but I bet like at some point he was probably thinking like, Man, Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin found a way to not be at this All-Star game. When can I get to a point in my career where I could just skip this? Because I do not care. He let everyone know that he doesn't care about the yeah. scoring title. I bet he doesn't care about the All-Star game either. He is all about winning this year. 
it does suck that like the guy who everybody does want to see like in a perfect world he is the he is the biggest star in the game it would be great if he actually like gave even one iota of like care to this like he is yes he is completely disinterested and that's just his personality like you're not going to change it and that's why i'm all for just bringing the guys that are going to be like it doesn't Connor McDavid's legacy, his Hall of Fame resume is not going to be decided by how many All-Star games he attends. This is just Agreed. this is like this is completely separate from the game itself. This is not a barometer of who the best players are in the league at this moment. Yeah, it's like there's it's loosely based off that, but that's not the case. Like the, it's just it just isn't something that should be factored in at all when talking about how great a player is, how many all-star appearances they have, because it's lost all of its meaning, having to cancel events, having, you know, COVID, like there's all these different things that just sort of nullify the importance of it. And I'm not saying that I don't think Connor McDavid should go. I think you have to have him there, but just get as many people involved that want to be involved. And then that sort of thing might become contagious. And I'll actually like permeate everybody's sort of personality and how they think about it. I was really impressed by the Washington guys. Like it was Tom Wilson who replaced Alexander Ovechkin, who apparently wanted to be there, but hasn't wanted to be there historically. And Evgeny Kuznetsov was there as well. And I'm thinking like, Kuzi's too cool for school. Tom Wilson's not going to be, you know, that exciting, but those guys like actually took it seriously and brought a different element to, I, I think the weekend, like the booing of Tom Wilson, that the was way fun. he handled it was, it was very good. And Kuznetsov was like, very and oddly interested in the weekend and playing hard. Like if I thought anyone would be hungover, I would have met Evgeny Kuznetsov. <laughs> but I thought those guys were great. And I thought a lot of personalities were great. But you mentioned the Pacific Division missing something. They were missing Trevor Zegras. He would have been unbelievable in that game. And they had him. Like, and they just didn't take him. Like Trevor Zegras, like the whole time just watching these games, I'm just like, you know what the game needs? They need Trevor Zegras like streaking down the ice and then pulling off the lacrosse movement stride. Like, we needed that game. And all he had the missing. space to do stuff. He'd do it. Oh, man, it would have been so fun for him to do. Uh, one like other would, player, I think. He would just post oh, up behind the net. He would have done it on purpose. He would have went behind the net and, like, picked it up and tried to find someone. Like, there would have oh, been, like, little silly man. things like that. I guarantee Zegers would have done that. But the rest of them kind of were, like, half playing, half not playing, skating after the breakaway if they could get it, but not really trying for it. Like, if it just... Get, if it devolves into a game of shinny where guys are just trying to do things, that's the best version of the All-Star game. And Trevor Zegers would be the best at it. Like, if you imagine being on the Pacific Division team and you see Trevor Zegers is on your team. If I was on that team, the first thing I'm doing is going to Trevor and be like, hey, I want to do the dish again again. I want to be on the other side of that. Like, and I will put myself in a position to be ready. Like, you should be able to go to him and be like, yo, I want to do like a highlight reel play and be like gift everywhere. Like, let's do this at the All-Star game. That's just like that's easy money. Like, ah, but like we're he's so not close, gonna miss another one. No, he won't. He'll he'll, he'll be at more. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Um, I will give props to the guys like Austin Matthews for also looking like they cared about the event too. He looked like he was having fun at least. Yeah. No, there are a lot of guys. Uh, honestly, I thought it was very good in that regard. Like there was a lot of there were a lot of players that took it seriously, were trying to have fun. We're trying to bring their best version of themselves to it. I think m there were more of those players that were involved than were completely disengaged, I thought, um, which is a good thing. And I think Vegas had something to do with it, but also like the different things that were brought to the table. Like you didn't watch on Friday Night Live, 
but the 21 and 22 thing was actually pretty cool there were again like we talked about how if they'd have one more shot at it they could do it better and i i firmly believe that with the 21 and 22 because they all got 21 of course <laughs> and then it just went to hey get the next highest card and there was only like one ace left so the guy who got like the first shot won because they weren't missing uh but i thought it could have been cool like if they just did it they did it one at a time too at, at a certain point you should have dealt everyone everyone gets one card they shoot once yeah and then you just try to get the highest score and if everyone got 21 they should have been able to go again but it, it, apparently they had they only had like 20 minutes on the road in vegas or on the strip and they were going to get like a ticket or something or they were going to get fined <laughs> they went longer so they just like cut it really short that's so funny like that's very nhl too like it was a good it was actually yeah. pretty entertaining it could have been really good it could have went on longer and longer like these guys trying to figure out 21 with like the sixes and the fours and the threes that were still on the board because they all went yeah. after face cards like that would have been cool if they actually had the opportunity to go long and it was pre-taped so they could cut it to fit 10 15 minutes or whatever as well but absolutely they didn't necessarily think about how long it might take so yeah were you watching on sportsnet i guess uh, the one thing i guess that would have been cool uh is if like and i get with COVID and stuff like it would have been cool if like I guess the broadcast crews were in Vegas as well. Uh, I know there were like some kind of like issues and stuff. I feel like Kevin Bieksa might have been the only one from sports that was like actually there. Because he lives in LA. Exactly. So like I think Colby Armstrong was there as well because he lives in Pittsburgh. So I I guess, you know, the the sports sets and TSNs are not permitting cross-border travel. They're probably ESPN people not permitting cross-border travel right now. So like the only people that they could have on site were american-based broadcasters which yeah it is what it is right that's another factor another factor is COVID. like it's difficult to put on a good show when two people from the entire broadcast are there yeah that that's it i could just tell there were just like issues like they were like trying to do interviews with coaches and stuff and and johnny goudreau at 1.2 and some things were being broken up uh i think people were trying to watch on abc though or on espn they missed the all-star game mvp at the end like they just cut okay. off the broadcast before before they got to it but like if you were watching on sports that uh after the game was over they go back to um uh the studio where ron and the rest of the crew are talking and then they put the camera right on claude Giroux, and like and they're like oh hey wait a minute claude Giroux won the all-star game mvp we got to stop finding a way to break off broadcasts before we let everyone know who the mvp is like it's cool to know who it is and claude Giroux, who uh, i will say this about the all-star game it probably doesn't do anything for anyone's legacy I wonder what it does for trade value because of a guy like Claude Giroux showing off his skills uh, at the all-star game. Uh, I'd like to think maybe one GM made a, might've thought, Hey, you know what? Let's, let's add Claude Giroux to the short list. Yeah. I mean, you're telling me, I mean, if it's, if, if it was a shitty game in the playoffs, I mean, he might be the most valuable player of the postseason coming up for whatever team goes and acquires him. Like this is a guy who can play in that sort of situation uh, extremely well, but I think you nailed it in good segue. Like that was the story of the event was Claude Giroux. I, I look back like four or five, six years, cursory luck. I wasn't going to do much research. I'm not going to blame you for it. I should have done maybe more, but I was trying to find like the last player that was like a legitimate trade candidate that played in an all-star game. And it's very unique. It's rare. I couldn't find one because these guys are, you know, they're like the most important players on their team for more often than not. And when there is a decision, a team maybe doesn't want to send the player that they're looking to sell away, but this was sort of like 
a legacy thing with Giroux. He's been at so many all-star games. He's got like records for the Philadelphia Flyers in terms of appearances and MVP now. Um, he was the story, I think, of the weekend in terms of like real NHL storylines because this is a elite player who's on the block, could move, a captain of a big franchise for the NHL who might be looking for a different team. And if you're there and you play for the Colorado Avalanche or you play for the Carolina Hurricanes, Rod Brendamore coached one Claude Giroux at this event. Are you not doing a little bit of recruiting? Because Claude Giroux could have a huge impact at half the price. Man. That's look, like, I want to see it so bad. I hope Claude Giroux ends up on the best team possible that it's not like, you know, one of the team at the fringes trying to make the best of this season. Like, I hope he lands with a truly elite team, one of the like you know, five or six teams that we talk about all the time, uh, because that would be such a fun storyline. And I think it's one that's enhanced by what we saw this weekend. I think you nailed it on the head. Like, we see it in the NBA whenever all those players come together at all-star competitions or at the Olympics or anything like that. We, we see the clicks form. We see who's talking with who. And our first thoughts are, oh, are they trying to recruit them to their team in the future? In the NHL, like, I wish this was more of a thing. And I get with the way that salary the salary cap is and all that, maybe that kind of hampers particular teams in. But to be a fly on the wall to see, like, I don't know, Kale McCarr, talk to Claude Giroux, for example. I don't know. Or or some other guy. In the, you know, like, I had a weird thought. Like, I think Claude Giroux got a pass from, like, Jake Gensel at one point and scored on it. And I thought, there's no way the Flyers would ever consider trading Giroux to Pittsburgh. But, man, if they were, if that was – if if someone on Pittsburgh was in his ear about that, like, that would be very interesting. But, like, I just love the idea of, like – a player being recruited in that way where they just kind of end up being buddy, buddy with people. And one guy's like, Hey man, come to Vegas. Seriously. Like come to Vegas, play in Vegas. We're trying to go on a run. That's what we're trying to do. Like, I love that idea. And if he gets dealt at by the deadline to a team that has a representative at the all-star game, the first thing we're all going to do is, is try to interview that player and be like, did you talk to him? We need to know we need the receipts. And you nailed it with the NBA comparison because Claude Giroux can pick where he's going to go. He's got mm-hmm. a full no move, I believe. So he can like, if someone, if there was a meaningful conversation with someone with Roddy or with Kale or with anyone there, he can hold out for it perhaps. And maybe we'd know that there would be mutual interest if they were sent on a little recruiting trip. Uh, not that that's allowed, but not that that doesn't happen. I'm sure this stuff does and should, because that's what makes all this more fun. I, I really hope that Giroux's stock or his profile was raised a little bit by this. He did win the MVP, as you mentioned. Like he can still play, uh, and he can still hang with the best of them. Obviously, it would be very cool to see him land with a big team. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, anything else that stuck, stuck out for you? Um, you know... I um, we, I, I think we should MGK? touch on the offside review a little bit. I turned, okay, I let's to, do that. I first. had to turn MGK off, dude. <laughs> second, second to Petrangelo in terms of cringe. So, like, I was watching it, and like, my dad was with me. And normally, like, whenever I he was a rapper, so so here's no, that's fine. Yeah, he once upon a time he was a rapper, and then turned himself into a rocker. Now, like, this is one of the and like I, I'll tell you what, like. Normally, whenever my dad and I watch like award shows or like people performing, like my dad will will be like, "Yeah, I don't know who this person is," or he might like he'll be, he might be like, "Yeah, I kind of know who they are," but like I might be more well versed, and I'll be like, "Oh, okay, this person has this song. This person has this song." This is one of those rare times I was just like, I have no clue what songs are in this guy's set list, and I have no clue what MGK is on. And not to say that it was bad, I think it was, his performance was okay. It was just like I I had no clue what to expect from MGK. He went full rock. And like, I think on one song, he tried to like wrap off a few lyrics, but like he clearly thought, you know what? I'm not going to pull out any of the, the freestyle stuff I did early in my career. Like this is a guy who completely transitioned from being like a tall rapper dude to be like, nah, I'm just going to go full rock. It's kind of like the male Miley Cyrus where he realized being a part of black culture wasn't doing it for him. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go full into rock. That's basically what he's trying to do. Then again, also Megan all Fox music maybe steps- him, I guess. I was wondering where if Megan Fox was going to make an appearance. And I still think the NHL got MGK in because they were hoping that Megan Fox would show up. If Megan Fox was pictured anywhere in Vegas at the All-Star game, that might have been the old. Oh, really? I didn't see her on the broadcast, but I think she was there, yeah. Because Jackie like, Redmond that... shared a photo of, of her. Really? Okay. Because I was, I was going to make the point that if she was wearing some like jersey or some team, that might have been the second most shared thing from all-star weekend beyond the trevor's eagers thing but if she was there i didn't see it so i missed that i guess no i mean it's still lack star power a little bit right like it's not not quite the same uh i mean i guess he's a big name the only thing i know about him is that he called out eminem once like a long time ago i, I was trying to explain my dad the beef like a too. Diss track with eminem yeah or against him yeah yeah oh, exactly eminem? i don't even know how what i don't know oh, like i, I don't know like i didn't four. Yeah, and like Zed performed I, like some songs before the the game too, and I, I that was cool. I thought Zed was okay. Yeah, I thought the music was decent too. They were like, yeah, yeah it was a bit of a party atmosphere. Oh, what about the song choices? I thought those were going to be a big deal, but as we we're watching the game, like I didn't think about it all that I, much. I all I remember is the central scoring, and it was that like I don't know if it was Shania Tina Turner, simply the best, simply, simply the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tina Turner. Yeah, that's all I remember is hearing hearing simply the best over and over and over and, and over and over. I just saw like Kyle Connor had like Rob Zombie as his pick. I'm like, what are we doing, guys? I didn't even read them after I saw Connor Jake Gensel had Milkshake Zombie. by Khalees. That's good self-deprecating fun. I like that. Apparently, I learned this too. Apparently in Pittsburgh, he has his own milk milkshake. There you go. Makes sense. So I think that's why he did. And like, like apparently it. if he scored... I think if he scores in a game or he does something in a game, people can go to, I should pull up the store where his milkshake is. 
but you get like a deal on the milkshake. There you go. When in, when in, <laughs> when in Pittsburgh, get the Gensel shake. I'm with that. I, I guess so. And then Adrian Kempe had uh, Rosa Parks by Outcast. I still want to know, like, I, I that to me was just like okay, like so you like you like Outcast. I, I never thought of too many NHLs who really like Outcast. And Rasmus Dahlin had like ASAP Rocky and Skepta as his track. And I'm like, what? Like, I thought that could have been a great opportunity for people to prop that up more. I feel you learn a lot about a person's personality with some of the music choices that they have. That's a very small thing, but like, it'd be cool if like, maybe you take like a couple minutes, do a segment where you get them to talk about the choices they're going to play for their music. And like, you know, they talk about it and they talk about the artists that they like. That's a whole other thing they could do to enhance their personalities as well. I just thought of that. Notice how we didn't get a track from Connor McDavid. (laughs) Or none of the Oilers actually. None of the Oilers. Like, uh, anyway. Can't change people. Uh, can't change people. Um, we mentioned offside review off the top, but I just want to know it. I don't know if you guys said it. If it would work if it was self-deprecating. Like, if they were mocking the referees because they were going to do this. Like, that would be funny. Like, the in-game <laughs> experience should... It should be more like cartoonish, right? Like, if that's the one problem with the game, it's like okay, we're taking this very seriously, but none of the players are taking it seriously. That's like the disconnect, I think. So if it is just like fun and they don't have a center ice, you know, puck drop after every goal and they just take it out of their own net and they just play, I just think that would be better. Like you could actually like make fun of the refs or make it more of a spectacle rather than a actual game. I think that's, if I could do anything to the game to try and improve it, it would be that. Like just kind of like less serious. Let me, let me, let me, let me pitch you something. A, a coach calls for a coach's challenge for an offside review. Wes McCauley, you know, looks at it for a couple seconds, goes to center ice and says, we will not have any offside reviews for the rest of the all-star game. Yeah. It's a good goal. And everyone just roars. They can make it Wes a bit. McCauley. They yes. can make it a bit. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. There you go. Steve Mayer, I hope you're listening to this. I really I'll give I, him credit. He, some steps in the right direction. We got South Florida. Oh yeah, next for year. sure. No, maybe you no and I can. Steve. Maybe you and I can convince our employers to let us get some sun because I'm the I'm whole time. I'm looking. I'm looking pale as hell right now. I gotta get it. The whole time I was watching all what was going on in Vegas, and I was just like, CJ must be enjoying himself there, and I can't wait to actually get to go to one of these things because like. I want to go. I want. I want to go to an All Star game. I work for a company now that I'm sure would have no problem letting me go to an All Star game if you know COVID wasn't as much of a thing as it is now. Like, let me go to an All Star game. Let me hang out. Let me. I'll. I'll. I'll take. I'll do social stuff. I'll. 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 I'll work or I'll run a live blog. I'll do whatever you want. I will go to an All Star game and work if I have to. Just let me go. Let me. Shout let me do those. Shout out to those two who probably didn't get flown by their employers, but went anyway to like party and connect and all that. This was you would do that? Would you? This was the year to do. Would you do it? Damn, because Vegas. Nah, I mean Vegas. Maybe if you could like, you know, bring a couple buddies for the back half of it and make it a thing. Maybe. Hey, but like, if you only got so many Vegas bullets in the chamber, it's probably not how I'd be using it. I've never been to Vegas. So like I, I, it'd be, I like, I would have probably had, I probably would have expanded it. I would have taken advantage of that experience to uh, my benefit, I guess, if that makes sense. Well, hopefully the world gets back. <clears throat> we can, you know, not be 
confined to our country moving forward. Uh, hopefully things are better. I mean, things are going to be a little bit of a tangent here, but like things are changing in the NHL starting right now. I mean, I got an email yesterday from the Maple Leafs. They're like, Hey, you can be in the room now. We're going to do things up, you know, Oh, they're letting you in the room. Uh, Not in the room, but like, they're going to do like, it's going to be in person. There's no more zoom. They're eliminating the zoom. That means like, I can't sit on my couch and listen to, you know, ask questions to Sheldon Keefe anymore. It's going to be in person. And I think that's going to be the norm. Like COVID is going to be less and less of a thing for sure in the NHL. Alex Ovechkin might be the last to test positive, honestly. And that's just because he added it like two years ago when it first came out and Washington returned from that season and like all of them had it right away. Right. So I feel like, you know, to quote Justin Falk, we're on holiday because everyone's got it. Everyone just got it in the NHL and they're going to be operating close to normally here and maybe like completely normal by the playoffs cross fingers but yeah things are changing and this is like the divider uh there's before and there's after the all-star break things are going to be different in the nhl now yeah and what and i know we didn't really touch on the gary bettman press conference from just kind of starting before all the festivities went down Mm -hmm. but the nhl kind of trying to wield its mighty mjolnir uh hammer i guess and be like oh well we're gonna be totally fine just putting the draft in other places if Canada doesn't loosen up its restrictions. I mean, we're seeing it in different parts of the country now where they're even loosening up parts of their restrictions. Like in Quebec now, bars and and restaurants are open. Gyms are going to open up after val- on Valentine's Day, I believe. Like, I, I think we'll get to a point too where I think some of those governments will just think, you know what, they're going to, we're going to have to move on with our lives, I guess. And just, you know, I guess this is what it is, but I, I don't, I, I would be very stunned if like, like teams are talking about the idea of, you know what, let's just play in the States to bypass some of the Canadian regulations. I would be very stunned if it got to that point yeah. where it would be like long-term. There was a lot of politicking in that. And, Oh was, yeah. But like, that was a warning, I think to Montreal, like, Hey, we're going to take it from you. If there's like, you got to make some changes. You got to advocate for change. Uh, you got to adver- advocate for the regulations to be lessened or diminished because we're not going to just go there and do things virtually. Like that's just not going to happen. And it makes sense. Why would they? And I think that was, you know, mentioned, Oh, we're going to play in the States. Like that's a reminder to Canadian government. Hey, we need you, but we don't really need you. We can operate if we wanted to South of the border fully. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, that, that wasn't the worst Gary Bettman thing. It wasn't the, that wasn't the best His obviously his answers on Rocky words weren't tremendous by any means that too um there was there was some good and some bad i actually thought he handled the the coyotes thing decently honestly uh because that's the situation they're in and admitting that they could make more money with thirty-two thousand fans or 3, <laughs> fans was interesting uh a little bit of honesty from him there but i, I mean what do you expect right what do you expect from bettman in that in that situation i think uh you know we know what to expect really Pretty much, man. He's just someone who speaks for the owners, and he's all about making dollars and cents, man. Uh, I don't need to go into the Rocky Words thing, because I feel like we've done that enough on various platforms. But, like, that's just what it is, man. They're all about dollars and cents in the NHL. And uh, they will do it, even if it means putting a team in a 3,200-seat arena in Arizona. It's wild. Okay, anyway, money. Make, you know make your money there the tickets are gonna be do what you pop. need to do i guess <laughs> to make but i i think he's i think he's right i don't think they're making any money anyway so they're, they're at the top of the revenue sharing which he said they're gonna remain at the top of the revenue sharing maybe it doesn't really matter that much and 
maybe this will work out uh we shall see um that it for all-star talk i think so yeah unless you want to do a, a tire pump i guess my tire pump will go to trevor zegris and i'll just add this too on top of all the great things that he did at all-star weekend uh and and the goal that he scored in the breakaway challenge uh to the dude who tried to make a joke about him partying it up and, and drinking when he's not actually legal what are you doing man what are I you doing that. i missed that you missed that zegris isn't 20 yeah right? he's 20 yes he he's played in the world juniors like last month. year yeah he did he's yeah, someone month? no he's 21 next month 21 next month okay yeah yeah i like someone made some video where like zegris I'm sure, is I'm like sure zegris had some fun yeah, like he's only like a beer and he's like with a fan and the fan was trying to like point out the fact that like, oh, how could he be doing some underage drinking and trying to invocate that he's a sinner or something. And like in the comments, he tried to let, let everyone know that like, oh, I was kidding. I'm a Kings fan and all that. But like, that's not funny, bro. Like, who cares, man? Like, you're really going to do that? Like, he's 20 years old. I mean, we live also live in a country where you could be as young as 18 in Quebec and 18 in, in Ontario, 19 to be drinking. So I don't get why you got to wait till 21 in the United States to drink. Not that many people in the United States wait to 21 anyway, but no, not an issue. Not an issue. Whatever, have your, man. Have your but beers, Trevor Segrist. Have your have beer. Your enjoy beer. yourself. I mean, it's not like he was playing the next day. Anyway. He earned it. He earned it, man. He earned it. Um, Absolutely. My tire pump. I mean, I didn't think this is sort of, again, not even really related, but I didn't think we'd reach the harassing healthcare workers stage of the pandemic, but we have here in Canada. So a quick mm -hmm. tire pump to those who continue to work and help people despite being treated like garbage. Uh, and a minor shout out to Jack Hughes, who I thought, as I mentioned, was low key, the MVP of all-star weekend. I thought he did a terrific job. So uh, Hughes and Zegris, the stars for us. Um, before we go, I do want to ask you, have you been watching yes. the Olympic hockey yet? Uh, I watched a bit of uh, some of the women's games. Uh, Sarah Fillier on fire. Uh, Sarah Nurse also doing really well. Uh, yeah, like the games are really late. And like if I'm like working during the day and then like I'm trying to watch before bed, like I I'm still trying to like it's tough. But like, yeah, like through two games, like Canada is looking really, really good. But we all really? know at the end of the day, they just got to get to the final and they got to beat whoever's in that gold medal to have it truly matter. But uh, they've looked pretty good so far. That's why I wanted to ask you, like Canada looks exceptional. They look better than the United States. I, I don't know if that's going to, it's going to mean anything in the end, uh, but Canada looks as good as maybe I've ever seen them. I mean, they've scored 23 goals in the tournament. Marie Philippe Land, the best player in the world, doesn't have a single one yet. Like that, the depth that's insane. is scoring. And the next wave of talent, Sarah Fillier is unbelievable. That like, goal she scored? That goal she scored where like she kind of was on her side and kind of like I guess you kind of backhanded kind of it in backhand. like that. That was insane. I, I remember being like really struck by how Connor Bedard shot the puck in uh like the few games we got at the World Juniors, like just leaning into it like I've never seen before. Sarah Philly is like the exact same. Like the way she shoots the puck is on a different level than maybe even her idol. I don't know if it's her idol, but Marie Philippe Poulin, who's clearly the leader of that team, like torches right olympics torches that's a big thing i might have we seen a passing of the torch from the next or from the best canadian player on the world in the world right now to maybe the next superstar in the game with sarah Philly. very fun to watch uh, her um and so far in this tournament and they play russia on sunday night and the united states on monday night so two huge games coming up for canada we will see Philly and mpp 
in those terrible U.S. jerseys on Monday night. It should be fun. Um, we'll leave it there. This was fun. I actually enjoyed it. This was fun. I not only enjoyed watching the All-Star game, but talking about the All-Star game. Like something, something's weird happening here with the NHL All-Star thing. Maybe there's... Maybe we got some momentum. Maybe we'll see each other in South Florida next year. That'd be very cool. I want that to happen so bad. And if I'm not able to go next year, I'll be really sad. You might have to go out of pocket. Just be like those people who really, really wanted to be in Vegas. That's yeah, save some money then. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, put a little in an envelope uh, every month here, Julian, and we can we can end up in uh, on a beach somewhere. Anyway, buddy, uh, we're wearing the same clothing. We're on the same page with the All-Star game. <laughs> This has been a great time, man. Enjoy your Sunday, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.